Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to learn about investing in commercial properties. We get the best people in the industry to give you straightforward and practical advice that you can actually use in your investing. And in this episode, we are learning what makes a good hard money lender, when should you get a hard money loan, and when can these types of loans go wrong. We are talking with Brenda Chen. She is the head of sales at Conventus Lending. She has closed over $180 million in real estate since 2019 and funded over $400 million and 520 projects since July 2017. Here we go. Brenda, thank you so much for joining us today. I am super excited that we managed to find time because you are the most hardworking person I know in real estate. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this conversation. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And you're, all, you're also very hardworking. And uh, about me, uh, so my name is Brenda Chen, and I'm based out of the Bay Area, and I'm a hard money lender, you know, lending over 25 states in the U.S., so we do personalized financing for real estate investors, and I funded over 400 projects in the last three to four years. And I also flip houses in the Bay Area through my company, Venus Ventures. Fantastic. I love it. I didn't know you were flipping homes. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And just so everyone knows, I get so many people reaching out to me asking to be interviewed for this podcast, and I rarely say yes. Brenda, I love actually working with people and seeing how they work, and if they are incredible, that's when I invite them, and this is exactly what happened with Brenda. I started looking at flipping a property, and Brenda has been so phenomenal to work with. She gave an incredible rate and super quick pre-approval and all of that, and uh I said, Brenda, come on over because everyone <laughs> needs to know that you exist and they should work with you when they need hard money lending. So why don't we start with what do you look for in a borrower when lending them money? Yeah, definitely. And you've been such a pleasure to work with as well, you and your team. And I'm just happy to help. And as far as what we look for it's mostly the business plan because we're hard money lenders so it's mostly about the asset itself you know how you plan to either add value and sell or add value and refi or just what your plan is we have two products one is the bridge product where um, it's a shorter term loan and then there's a long-term rental product so for we look for different things for those two for the shorter term ones just want to make sure you have a an exit strategy and then if it's a flip uh, we want to know what the assets value is because that's what we're basing our loan on and then uh, we can add a construction loan on top so what your scope of work is who you're working with um, do you need to get permits how long does it take to get permits so you know whether you've had experience with this type of project because it's important for us that you succeed and then also the after repair value so if you're selling it 
we like to see that borrowers kind of have an idea of what properties are going for and that the same sort of condition or square footage, you know, similar as possible to the the subject property um, for comps. And yeah, just, you know, experience matters a lot. So people like to put together a business plan sometimes because um, as an investor, you're kind of managing the different moving parts. And as long as there's a plan in place um, and the property values are there and ideally there's experience, but not always, um, we'd love to work with you. You guys have been super flexible, at least with us. (laughs) 20% down for hard money, short term flipping. And if, you know, the project takes longer, you said we can just extend it for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Do you guys just invest in areas that you're familiar with or other areas as well? Yeah, that's a great question. So we lend in 25 states. Our most active state is California. And New York is our second most active state. And uh, we do a lot of business in the Bay Area, so we do know it pretty well. We can lend in different markets. There are places I've lent in that I've never visited in my life. But as long as, you know, we use third-party reports and then we'll do internal reviews of those uh, with our credit team. So they do that remotely. So we don't need to actually go to the physical property. So that's how we're able to lend in different markets. And as far as the extensions, et cetera, that's actually a good point because you want to know what your exit strategy is and you want to know what's going to happen if somehow, you know, after 12 months, which is the usual hard money term, uh, the bridge loan term, that you have an exit strategy, whether you're selling or refinancing. And as we know, refinances can take a long time sometimes. So, you know, asking your lender if they can give you six more months, 18 months instead of 12 months, like they might just say yes, um, especially hard money lenders who are um, very flexible. And then also writing in extension options so that you can know the extension fees up front and not at the 11th hour when you're trying to get refinances or trying to sell your property, you know, just to just so you have a peace of mind uh, as you're closing the first loan. Yeah, and that peace of mind is worth a lot, (laughs) for sure. What types of properties do you guys lend for? Yeah, that's a great question. So we're we're mostly lending on single-family, multifamily properties. We don't have really a max number of units for multifamily, but ideally under 10 million. And then we also add a construction. So people have you know, they do either cosmetic construction, uh, structural, we can do, and some of them like to add ADUs as well. And then people also can convert properties into different property types. So they might want to add a unit if they can, or uh, convert the use. That's not as typical, but we can help with that as well. And we also lend on properties where they're just looking for bridge construction. So they're buying a property, they need to wait for permits and and then get a bank loan. So we can do that. And some mixed use with residential components and some commercial and sometimes land, but that's mostly on exception. And then ground up construction would be exceptions as well. When can these types of loans go wrong? Yeah, I love that question. We've seen delays a lot of the times. Especially if you're in the Bay Area, you know, San Francisco can take a long time. So we've seen borrowers where 
kind of like we mentioned before, they thought it would take under 12 months for sure. And then they've ha- they have to extend the loan. So they, they didn't know the permits were going to take so long. So just project delays. And then also, this happens not as frequently because we do vet the after repair values. But sometimes if people are overly optimistic about the after repair value and they don't sell it at that price, then they might lose money on their investment because they were expecting a return, but then they don't get it because the, the they couldn't sell it at that price or it takes too long to sell. So yeah, that's what I've seen. I think mostly just either the as-is value comes back low, which we, um, as a lender, we, we say it's always, you know, 80% or um, X percent of the purchase price or that percentage of the as-is value. So sometimes the property values come back low and then the investor at that point would need to decide, like, even if the appraisal come back low, do I still want to move forward on it? And sometimes they don't and they, they find another property. So I think it's a good, you know, it's a good catch ahead of time, whether they find issues um, with the properties uh, before the loan closes. And we're doing our diligence as well. So we've caught some things that, you know, unfortunately the deals didn't go through, but they also didn't have to go through with the project, which they might have lost money on as well. Right. And in a market like this, they lose the deposit, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that that might be a lot cheaper than <laughs> losing more later on. So <laughs> yeah, it happens. Exactly. It's part of the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Are there any other stories that come to mind that people should be mindful of? when they're doing these kind of loans? Yeah, I love that question too. I think it's this type of product is not super mainstream. So there are people that found out about us that say, oh, I wish I knew of you guys before. So one of my favorite stories is this lady in New Jersey, and she had a lot of properties with a lot of equity and there were rental properties, but they were in disrepair and their violation, like code violations, but she she didn't know how to manage the properties. You know, I think she got taken advantage by her property manager or something like that. And uh, it's because her husband passed away and she didn't know how to take care of these properties because he took care of them. And we got a call from her neighbor that, you know, he was a mortgage broker and he wanted to help her you know, her credit score was super low, you know, we typically don't lend, you know, we, we like high credit scores, but because she had so much equity, and her neighbor had such a good business plan, we did lend to them. And she ended up turning the properties around, and she didn't lose them to a bank. So that I think that's the type of thing that could happen, you know, if because we are flexible, I think it's really awesome the types of stuff that we're able to do for clients because we're flexible. You know, if sometimes banks pass because the condition of the properties are not good, but we can lend on them if they're great opportunities. And also just seeing so many success stories of, you know, people who are either flipping or buying rental properties. Like one of my clients in Georgia, he got a bridge loan for his multifamily property and um, he was able to sell at a profit and another property had massive appreciation over a couple of years. So just seeing their success stories, some some of them use us as their first lender. And then we've seen them get more and more experience and become super 
uh, you know, top tier investors in the space. So just seeing their growth has been really rewarding. That is so awesome to see. I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I love about your loan is that it's the payments are interest only, which is so helpful uh, when you're flipping a property and that there is no prepayment penalty. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that people should know that you guys offer besides what I know? And I know you do different types of loans besides this one. So if there's anything you want to share that is helpful to investors that they should know, that would be great. Yeah, we do a lot of, most of our bridge loans are without prepayment penalty. But if you know that your project is going to take a while, either through you know, getting permits or, you know, the construction is going to take a while, you can actually see if you can get a lower rate if you can write in a minimum interest period um, because that's worth value to the uh, lender. So if you know if your property is going to definitely take above three months because you need to fix it up, you get permits before that and put it on the market, you could ask your lender, like, is there a discount uh, if I write in three months? minimum interest and they might say yes because that's valuable to them we also have a long-term rental product that's more for rent ready properties and so those rates are as low as four percent and so those are 30-year loans with a minimum interest period or prepayment penalty so yeah i think even if you don't know if that lender can help you they might know someone who can so i would say Uh, it's also great to network with your lenders because they know a lot of uh, investors, they know a lot of realtors, they know a lot of other lenders. So um, just a good long-term relationship to build. Is this 30-year fixed interest rate or is it for a shorter period of time? Yeah, so there are different options. So there's 5-1-arm, 7-1-arm, 30-year okay. fixed um, or 10-year interest only. Yeah. And are these mostly for multifamily or residential? Uh, they're actually mostly for residential. Uh, we can go up to eight units, uh, okay. but mostly single family. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how about new investors that have never done anything like that? How could they go about getting this kind of loan? Yeah. So new investors, can we can still work with, and we love working with them. So. As long as they have a business plan, they're putting their own money into the down payment, uh, their skin in the game, and you know the property values are there, we can lend to them. So typically we do vet new investors a little bit more because, especially if we haven't worked with them, uh, because we want to make sure that you know it's their first project and that we want them to be successful. So we do a borrower interview if they're getting a, a rehab loan or a renovation loan. And we even look at their scope of work to see if it's reasonable. And uh, one new investor that we worked with, uh, she submitted the scope of work from her contractor, but it made no sense to our construction team. And we actually had to decline the project. Unfortunately, she ended up doing the project with a different lender. And um, she, you know, she later wrote an email to the real estate community to never work with this contractor. So... Yeah, so I think it's really important to, you know, the lender is trying to help you. We're not just trying to be ultra conservative for no reason. Sure. So especially for new investors, um, you know, we do vet their scope of work. We, we vet their as is and after repair value. And that's for the good of everybody. 
That makes a lot of sense. Well, Brenda, thank you so much. This was so awesome. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Thank you, Stephanie. I really enjoyed it. And thanks for having me. You can reach me through my website, which is brendatchen.com. So T is in tree. And then also my Instagram is brendachen.re. So yeah, feel free to email me or, or message me on there. Happy to talk if people have any more questions. Thank you so much, Brenda. I really appreciate your time and your work ethic. Oh, Looking thanks, forward Stephanie. to working with you. You too. If you haven't already, make sure to sign up to our super straightforward newsletter on our website, montecarlorei.com. And I would love to thank one of our latest reviewers, Josh Plave, Invaluable Insight. This podcast offers incredible insights that you can't find many places on commercial investing. The best thing is that it's rooted in reality. Stephanie presents all sides of a story, which is crucial to helping investors make educated decisions. Highly recommend. Well, that is very true because <laughs> this is the world that we live in and every asset class has its pros and cons. And thank you so much for taking the time to write us a review. I really, really, really appreciate it. See you next time.